You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman here, Logan Paulson there. If you like what you are listening or watching so far, go ahead and hit that like button if you haven't right now. Subscribe as well or follow if you're listening on Spotify. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll keep giving you this this content all training camp long. And then we're back to our three times a week schedule during the regular season. So that's still coming down the pike for you to look forward to or for those of you that found uh, us in the offseason. Surprise, we do three pods a week during the season. Uh, so extra... <laughs> extra podcasting coming also making its debut this week for us will be our i guess we're calling it like our bonus segment uh, that'll come on the in-between days of the podcast so a little five minute extra bonus uh, uh some extra take command uh that that'll hit your feed so if you're if you're not subscribed uh, you're not going to get that so that's why you should subscribe okay uh let's let's take the final 25 minutes or so on this podcast logan and just kind of look ahead for each position training camp. Uh, two, three minutes per position uh, gets, gets us home. Some we've obviously talked about a lot more, but what are we looking at between now and the season at each of these position groups? Start with the big one. Start with quarterback. How do we actually fairly judge quarterback play in training camp for Sam Howell, for Jacoby Brissett, and any benchmarks that you have along the way? Yeah, well, I think, you know, like last year, one of the things that really stuck out to me about Carson in training camp was just kind of how how deliberate the process was, how long everything took, you know, how kind of few and far between like completing the football was and the completions were great. But it, it was kind of a, you know, use use the phrase canary in the coal mine all the time or we use it all the time. That was a canary in the coal mine for me. It just didn't yeah, feel the canary died. It didn't feel right in training camp and OTAs because the timing was weird. The completion percentage was weird. And that's something I'm kind of tempted to do is to like track all the completions because it's so easy to come out of practice and be like, oh, he missed this throw. He missed that throw. But I remember in OTAs, I tracked two days of practice and I was like, man, he's completing like 75% of his balls. You know what I mean? And so like, even though like, like your gut is like something weird is happening, like he's completing the football a lot. He's on time. He's making some misses. And I think if he can continue to do that against a defense that knows him really well and then against Baltimore, an opposing defense, honestly, I think you feel pretty good about him coming into week one and what EB's kind of laid the foundation for. So that's kind of my barometer there is just quarterback efficiency, quarterback timing. And then like really that completion percentage is super important to me, you know, just being efficient and fastidious with the football. And that is EB. And that's also, you know, kind of how he's utilizing and coaching, but it's also kind of shows a maturation of Sam. So I think that's kind of what I'm looking for from the quarterback spot. Yeah, I think it's, there's something about a practice setting where every incompletion feels monumental, um, where it's just like you expect a completion on every down. And then when it doesn't happen and the defense you know celebrates in the whole thing, as opposed to just being like, okay, back to the huddle, second down, there's like, wow, okay, file that away. And, yeah. and it, so it, there's this, 
the skewing that happens mentally that when you go back and track it and actually look at it doesn't actually parlay into realistic uh, expectations uh, or, or fit what you would, would ever actually evaluate on. So I think that's a really good point about the completion percentage. I think in terms of a benchmark along the way, I want to know whether this competition is open or whether it is mm. closed by the time the joint practices are going, right? Has Sam done enough to be like, he gets every rep against Baltimore with the ones or is Baltimore joint practice where you're deciding who your starting quarterback is? And if it's open by then, then I think Jacoby is going to probably win the job. And if Sam has done enough to shut the door by then, then obviously it's him. Um, but we're going to see against those it, by the time we get to those joint practices where we're at. Um, and to me, that's the the most significant thing. I'd anticipate how winning the job, um, just to be very, very clear. But if all of a sudden things don't go well for how very up and down and then Brissett's awesome between now and then, I think you use those joint practices to, to figure out who your starting quarterback is. I mean, also to that point, though, if he comes in and looks terrible in the joint practice, like the doors probably open after that. You know what I mean? Like if he looks amazing sure. and for that three or two day, two day period of practice, it's terrible. Like coaches are funny like that, you know, like it's like, well, maybe we're not he's not where we thought he was at. So. I think that's something everyone should have circled on their calendar with regards to the quarterback position. It's just, hey, like, how does that go? And he could be doing really well and do bad in that. He could also be doing really bad and do really good in that. And it could kind of flip either way. So I think that's going to be a really big event kind of to your point. So for sure. All right. Running back. Um, to me, this is a pretty straightforward position for them. There's not a lot to talk about. I do think it was interesting. Antonio Gibson spoke today uh, post-practice to the, the collective media at the podium said he envisions a bit of a third down back role. He said he's really excited about watching Kansas City, not just what they do with the running backs, what they do with everybody. Yeah. So I anticipate Gibson's a guy that's going to get a lot of usage. Uh, but then you've got, obviously, Robinson and Rodriguez, the bruisers that are going to do a lot of the traditional running. Um, I don't know how much you evaluate that stuff during camp. Uh, For, but yeah. that's, I, I just I kind of think that position's set. For me, it's just like utilization. It's just like, hey, like, are they going to use them in the passing game? How are they going to use them? Is it going to be kind of as a pseudo wide receiver? Because that's not really what they did in Kansas City. You know, it's like a lot of stuff from the backfield, watching Kansas City film now, a lot of stuff from the backfield, pick routes, you know. And um, we saw Brian Robinson catch a beautiful ball over the shoulder today. Um, and yeah. we saw uh, Gibson do the same thing. So we've got backs who are good football players, good athletes, and I think are kind of what EB is looking for. So I think to your point, like they're both good football players. To me, it's just about utilization. And I think with Chris uh, Rodriguez, it's going to be interesting to see, like, can he kind of find a home on special teams? Because you're not going to keep that guy on the 53, you know, when you've got potentially four tight ends on the roster or potentially an extra offensive lineman, or, you know, maybe you need to keep an extra safety because of the Buffalo nickel role. So that's something I think to keep an eye on. I don't think he's for sure going to be on the 53, um, but Ooh, you don't I think so? I mean, Jonathan I mean, Williams, I Patterson, I, I, I think I think he's got to earn that spot is what I'm going to okay, say. Okay, yeah, I think they're keeping three. Yeah, but I'm four, saying. But yes. you're saying you're not guaranteeing that he's the third. Correct. Yes. Interesting, because you're right. Williams especially has a ton of special teams experience right. in the NFL and has done it well. Um, Patterson, not as much. So I think he still finds it. Like I think, you know, you don't draft a guy. What was he, fifth? Um, fifth so, I mean, but like that's not, again, it's, it's not, not a unheard of. It's not and unheard like, of. With, with, larger I would be, with larger practice squad things, like I'm just saying, like in terms of things, we're looking for things to watch, utilization, and then third running yeah, back competition no, sure. is kind of what I'm saying. I do. I'm glad you brought up the Robinson thing that I had forgotten about that. Like his usage in the passing game, first play of the game or first play of the, the 
the team period yep. today. Uh, maybe it was seven on seven. No, no, it was. I think it was eleven on eleven on uh, offensive eleven. Like not not team, but like they're out there with you know a mix of backups and coaches playing as defense. But they ran a screen, right? Yeah. And like knowing that Robinson is going to catch a lot of balls this year by design, and then just you know how they how they use him as a checkdown, obviously is is kind of standard, but that there's going to be real design stuff for him as a, as a pass catcher, I think is very different than what we thought a year ago when it's like, this guy's a bruising running back. Who's going to run between the tackles. And you realize right. he's a lot more than that. Yeah. I think the utilization piece is obviously the, the other biggest thing at wide receiver. How much do they move around Terry, yeah. Jahan and Curtis? And then, you know, I think Diami's pretty locked in at four Feels and then we'll way. see who, who wins the fifth spot. That's going to be really tough to tell because it's going to be a, a large part of special teams decision. Um, but that, that to me is, uh, the utilization piece is the biggest question at wide receiver. Yeah. Utilization. And I, not even really for Terry and Jahan for me, because I know they're going to find ways to get those guys touches. It's more like Curtis, like where does he fit in the whole big picture of this offense is the third guy. Cause I think he's really competing also kind of with, you know, the second and third tight ends. And like, when you look at Kansas city, they're not opposed to kind of throwing three tight ends out there. Here's two tight ends. And, you know, so it's, it's a, or here's an extra back. We're going to be in 20, uh, 21 personnel. Like, so he's got to, I think, kind of show that he adds value um, in a unique way, which I think he will. But I, that's another thing is kind of that, you know, third, the the Gibson, um, Curtis, you know, maybe Cole Turner, Curtis Hodges, that kind of group who kind of separates themselves. And I think they all three kind of get some stuff, but I think the volume of stuff that they get something just to kind of keep an eye on as we go through training camp. Yeah. I mean, I still am interested. Like Terry hasn't lined up in the slot a lot in his career. Um, And I think that's going to happen a lot more because I think what they will do is take some of the stuff they had for Travis Kelsey in, and not all of it translates because of some of it's like, no, we're getting Kelsey on a match on a linebacker because he's a tight end. But some of that stuff is like, they found ways to scheme him open, even though he's the best player in the defense, theoretically is focused on him. I think there's going to be some of that stuff they try to do with Terry and the way they use him in bunches and stacks and, and, you know, all those different kinds of alignment tricks that the enemy has up his sleeve, I think is something that we'll start to see a little bit during camp. Um, like if he's starting to bust wide open all the time in training camp, I think that's great. If he's not, I don't, I'm not worried because they might be saving some of that for the season. Um, but that, that to me is the, uh, kind of the, the usage piece that I am intrigued with. Um, even if it's not like a major, they're going to fail, uh, you know, type of question. All right. Tight end, obviously Logan is, is the number one Bates kind of has his role. Then you got the two young guys competing out any, anything other than just the general competition. And I guess it kind of, you kind of just touched on it too. Do they keep three? Do they keep four? Yeah. And, and who who is that fourth tight end actually competing with for a roster spot? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, it's so funny. Both those young guys flash, but they also flash kind of their inexperience a little bit at times. Like Curtis today had an excellent route, like on a seam where he kind of widens, double sticks. The DB gets really wide, and there's a perfect ball to the seam, and he just can't quite pull the ball in. And you're like, ah, like to make like everything about that is a plus excellent, but we got to finish the play. You know what I mean? And if you're gonna make the varsity, you're gonna make the 53. You got to be making those plays consistently enough where the coordinators like. 
I trust that he's going to be that guy. So again, first day, you know, but I mean, that's something from those young guys. I just want to see a certain level of consistency. Like even Cole actually during OTAs and minicamp and even today, like a little bit, like not a lot, but a little bit more drop prone than he was last year at this time. So kind of coming into that, I really think Logan is, looks ready to go, man. Like he had an excellent catch today in two minute where he kind of dove for the football a really, really tough catch. Made a great play. He's feeling zones well. You can tell he understands kind of how to pick on certain concepts, how to create space. And I feel like he's just super dialed in from a route running standpoint. They haven't run the ball a lot yet, but I think that's what you got Bates for. So um, I, I, I'm very confident in Logan. I think Bates, they'll find a way to use that skill set. I think he catch, Bates catches the ball well too, although he did have a drop today that led to a pick. Not really his fault, kind of a PI situation. But to me, it's the consistency from those two young guys because that is going to be huge. Like if they can develop the way I think they can develop just based on their physical traits, like they should be on the field more. But they got to be consistent enough to get that done. So, um, Also, did not have this one on the bingo card. John Bates forced the first fumble of training camp uh, as he ran into one of his wide receiver teammates who had the ball and it popped out on the first was- play of uh, – or one of the first plays. No, of, of I thought the ball was thrown to him and it got tipped up, right, off of his hands. Yeah, or was there I? Was one of, there was one of those too, but like oh. there was a play. I think it was literally the first play. Maybe they were still in seven on seven. Even oh, there was okay. like literally, I think the first play that Reds versus Whites was happening, and uh, and ball Rogers came out. Catches the ball over the middle. Uh, defender, I think, shoves Bates into the receiver, and you know the play is mostly dead at that point. Right. The receiver had gone down, but like. Uh, and, and the intensity was not ratcheted all the way up. The focus was not all the way up, but Bates wound up running into the receiver and the ball just like squirted out. And uh, I was like, oh, didn't have that one on the bingo card. John right. Bates, first force fumble at training camp. All right, last thing for the offense, and we'll flip sides of the field in terms of what we're looking for in training camp is the biggest question, and that yeah. is the offensive line. Um, I mean, left guard is the big one, Sadiq versus Chris Paul. Um, yeah. But also, I think how they how quickly can they make that decision and and gel as a five-man unit? Yeah. I think that is a major question. Yeah, it's a major question for me. Um, you know, Cosme, I thought, had a pretty good day today. I think he had one one miss, but, you know, out of 50 plays, that's probably okay. Or whatever, it was 22 team plays. So, yeah, it's probably okay. Uh, Wiley and Montez, uh, Montez kind of got the better of that today. That's something I really want to see because I think Wiley's a, a good football player. It's just like, can he handle elite pass rushers? And he's going to get an opportunity to show that over the course of the next couple of days, right? Whether he's up to the task, you know, obviously Super Bowl, great performance by him. He can do it, but obviously in the context of EB helping him out. So that's something I'm going to keep an eye on. Cosby moving a guard. Nick Gates did a good job today. Let, uh, you know, Sadiq probably rough day today, you know, and he's going against John Allen. He's going against FA. He's going against guys with some real pass rush juice at three technique. Um, you know, pain when pain's in there, he's going to be going against that too. So he's going to get a little bit of a baptism by fire. I thought he had a nice OTA period, but um, a little inconsistent today. And again, the big question mark, Leno looked great today um, for all fans. Like, so, you know, I th- I'd say three of the four guys had really, three of the five guys had really good days today. Really, really good. Um, and then, you know, two guys couldn't get a, are going to get it better tomorrow. And that's, that's totally fine. It's first day of practice. So. Yeah, and the two guys were going against primarily John Allen and Montez Sweat. It's Correct. Like, yeah. Good luck having a good day. Um, but eventually, like you do need to have, you do need to do it because, like, you don't get to not play on the days or be like, ah, that was really hard on the days where you face someone who's really good. And when you got, you know, the guys on on the D lines in this division, you think of the guys in New York, the guys yeah. in Philly. Um, you know, uh, I guess what how I'm they saying. move around the guys in Dallas, like, 
It, yeah. It's it's I'm not worried and yeah. because of one day. I'm worried because these guys are inexperienced and haven't proven anything. But I'm not more worried today than I was yesterday. Right. But it, you know, at some point, you do need to have better days. And and if it's just every day for the next two weeks, it's like, yeah, I didn't have a very good day. But what are you going to do? He's facing John Allen. It, it, it's the NFL. There's sure. guys. There's not a lot of guys as good as John Allen, but there are some. And the guys that are worse aren't that much worse. So you right. gotta you gotta just eventually have some better days. But I think Sadiq has shown he can be a little streaky like that. And tomorrow he mm-hmm. might come back and look like a baller, which is very Sadiqish. And again, talk about a guy who'd be nice if he was a little bit more consistent. The Wiley thing, I'm not that worried about um because he's a pro he knows what it takes like he'll totally. figure it out and you know it's the first time he's really getting like he's seeing montez a lot like montez came for like two days of mini camp and like they didn't really practice so you know there's a there's a learning curve there as well so i'm not that worried about it um but I, it, it is something that I'm, I'm watching you know so every time we talk about this i'm gonna be like hey so and so had this happen right and it's more just kind of saying like where that group is at and i also want to make it very clear that i do think that eb can really elevate that group. So yeah. I, again, like it's, even though, even though we've talked about our concerns, I also think you're going to get, get a little bump because of the play calling. So we'll see first day, but that's, that's, that's a group I'm definitely going to be watching very closely. 